A freak storm unleashes species of bloodthirsty creatures on a small town where a small band of citizens hole up in a supermarket and fight for their lives. I couldn't read my handwriting. So anyway, uh, it's based on a Stephen King novella. Just saying it. It's based it's, on something Stephen it, King wrote. You know, I didn't want to say that too loud because it upsets you, but... It's, well, yeah. it's, this is this is based on a Twilight Zone story, too, so... Well... He wrote this book. I guess he was inspired some by Half-Life video game. So yeah. he wrote this little story about the mist. And apparently it was a lot more um, dramatic and bloody than this one was, than the yeah. movie ended up being, the adaptation. Yeah. But the ending stayed the same. I don't want to ruin the ending. Well, maybe I can. I don't care. It's been around, it's been around for a while, my friend. Yeah. Well, when the director went out to like sign the contracts, he basically had it put in the contract that... The ending has to stay the same. We can't change it. Yeah. So they they actually agreed to but, it. The, well, it's because the, the the but the ending is so strong. On, it on, is on the mess. It, the ending. I I mean, there's there's something there's something about this film that uh, it is such a perfect example of what I've always said about the monster. The less you see the monster, the more effective it, it is. And, I had and, that written down. Ask Mick what he thought. Does it yeah, show too much of the monsters? It it doesn't. It doesn't. I think it at does. All. I think a little bit. Like uh, okay, the scene in the garage or in the right. in, in the, the dock, the, the dock the loading right, dock. Right, the loading dock. I thought they showed too much of the tentacles. Could have been a little bit more. Yeah, you know what? I I agree with you. I I, I mean I. I think that this is a perfect example where uh, throwing blood up against the glass. Uh, is the monster you know what i'm saying yeah. I, mean, I, I mean that works that works for you entirely or you see and, the aftermath like you see the half a body coming right, out the of half the half body <laughs> all the rest of that. this this but but at the same time it does have that that uh i, I want to say uh there is a uh, there's a twilight zone story that's that um all uh, I remember the aliens are saying at the end, all we have to do is mess with the radios and 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 close the town off, and and they'll kill each other, right? And that's basically basically the tension in the film has more to do with the people going with people going after themselves than it does with the monsters that are outside, because the monster basically the 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 fact that we can see a, a tentacle here and a tentacle there is, is is enough to make everybody turn on each other, right? See, That's, I turned into a bobblehead when I really agree with you. Right, right. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> but but that the, the thing is, is with all of that, the height of that is, is how they end the film, right? Well, yeah. Um, well, I think it was amazing to see... see so this is one thing I've, I've noticed, like, recent horror movies were all, like, Saw, uh, and just movies like horror porn, like we talk about a lot. Right, right, it's right. Just, right. It's, it's all gore. And it's, it's all gore. And there's no human story, which I like about right. sci-fi, which is why I like sci-fi so much. Exactly. This has a human story. It has characters that I like. I'm rooting for half of them. <laughs> and then I like the right, fact exactly. that they start fighting with each other when they're supposed to be overcoming what's attacking them. Right. They end up fighting amongst each other. And they pick sides almost like factions. And that it, and that it then that even that humanity turns on them at the end is yes. what's most interesting. That decision you know? at the end was was that brutal. That decision at the end is just so 
brutal and 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 you didn't need to see it right no. you just see him you just see the flashes boom, boom, right boom. you just see the flashes and that's it, it it's it's it, it is it is a little bit of perfection all the way along and the lady that nobody stopped that lady who's like I had to go get back to my children. The lady from uh, Walking Dead, uh, Melissa right. McBride. <laughs> right, right. Why didn't they stop her? I mean, it's like they just look at her like, well, she's. Uh, well, see you later. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> and and the thing is, is there there's so many things in here that uh, uh, there are so many things that that are stolen from other f uh, films and ideas and concepts and stuff. Well, it's like you say, there's the same story told many times yeah many times i mean this know, is this is night of the living dead oh this is not living <laughs> ab absolutely night of the living dead i mean you know when you get down to the end of it and and, and you and you're wondering about the last couple of people that are killed in there the, the last I, I mean yeah you're down to like what five people at the end i guess right exactly it's it's just perfect it, it is just absolutely perfect and it has the perfect tone. It's it has that claustrophobic feeling, and it ha it mixes hope and despair at the same time, which I right. always like that when they, there you there's hope that it's gonna turn out okay, but then at the same time it's like it's going so badly that <laughs> it's not gonna but, end well. But the element that's the scariest in it is the timing at the end. Yes. Right. Yeah. The, the way the timing. Well, the third act of the film is. The third act of the film is just absolutely perfect. terrifying. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's. Uh, the fog starts I, I, I lifting. Actually, I, I actually don't even want to tell how yeah. the ending goes for this film because I, I want everybody to go out and see The Mist. Well, I do like the fact that as soon as this happens at the end, The Mist starts lifting and you start seeing the creatures, which I think is a perfect time to show something if you're going to show it. Right, exactly. But not show them like while the action's happening. And they're being attacked and yeah. It, By the way, I really like that shot where the dock door opens and you see The, the Mist. And it's like still in the same form. It doesn't come in. It just kind of right. stays there. It just stays there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that. Makes you makes you wonder. Uh, uh, I, I I mean, that's it. When was this made? Uh, this was made in ninety uh, five, oh maybe. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. Two thousand seven. So they could have done. It makes you wonder how much of it was done because I know that they had a lot of trouble with with uh fog at that point uh optically you know well i was like what would what would hold its shape like that for so long like <laughs> yeah that's that, that's a really good question you know yeah. it's uh uh I, I don't know whether they did a lot of that kind of thing mechanically because uh smoke has never been something that the control is very easy with you know i think they had a bunch of pas going against the door <laughs> <laughs> Dry ice. I don't yeah, know. yeah, dry ice. I, I, yeah, and, and I know that you couldn't, you you can't hold up a piece of plastic because the plastic has too many kicks of light on it, and uh, yeah, it, it just yeah. I thought about that too. I was like, well, do they use cellophane or something? But I'm like, that's too shiny. And I, I, I have, we did used to, we did used to use scrims, um, and, and a scrim will kind of work because it comes a, it comes in a little bit through the scrim you know but it doesn't work for long and it's super finicky fog will drive you nuts if you're trying to control it 
So uh, apparently the director wanted to do this in black and white, which I think is interesting. So he, they actually released a Blu-ray with a black and white version oh, on did it. Did they? Yeah. yeah, that's that would be awesome. Yeah, it, oh, the know, earthquake scene where they all jump in surprise. Yeah. Apparently they, the actors didn't know they were going to use this loud sound on on large speakers. Right. Of an earthquake. <laughs> so that's what that's what initially scared them, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, and they oh, used a great. Wilhelm scream. The what? I always like hearing about movies that use the Wilhelm scream, or if you're German, the Wilhelm uh, oh, scream. Uh, the recording of the scream, right? Yeah, they used it uh, when uh, Ambrose Cornell, was it Cornell died? Ambrose Cornell, I think it yeah. was. He's the guy with the mustache. Oh, right, right, right. He was from yeah. Gunsmoke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I know that. <laughs> I like Gunsmoke a lot, so. But anyway. No, but he's the one that sided with the religious lady and... Uh, he ended up dying, and they used that scream for his dot for his death. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But anyway, that that's interesting to me because it's like a scream that people have used since what the early fifties. Yeah. It's like just a sound effect that <laughs> was carried on. You know, it's it's really funny. I I remember um, back in the day, uh, audience tracks used to be done by a machine. Oh really. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, think you told yeah. me about this. Yeah. Yeah. It was and you met the guy who made him? Or I met the guy. I met the guy who made him, but then it wound up. It wound. The machine wound up coming out of a, um, out of a, a locker. Uh, no, uh, a storage unit in in Hollywood, right? That they had like they had like stored the machine, and it came up on Ro- Antiques Roadshow of all places. And wow. you got to see a pic. And basically, what it was is it was a, it was a, a machine that mixed. Uh, it, it had all these tapes that were running at once, and and all of them are were different audience uh, tapes, right? That had been taken off of audiences back in the forties, and, and 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 then and then it the machine mixed them in in different ways, and they had all these knobs and levers and everything it was just so cool looking wow you you ought to look it up uh um put the applause machine antiques roadshow applause machine and you can take a look at the episode where they go into it oh cool and it is such it is so cool because i just I, i just remember for years and years and years you know hearing that audience i mean all the shows in the 70s and this guy the guy that did it I think it was Glenn Glenn sound, right? Okay. So some guy that worked for him went off and started his own thing and he did it from the late 40s all the way up until um the early 80s. Every show that you heard was just was um all the uh live rec- the uh, audience was always done with this one machine and the guy wouldn't tell anybody how he did it. <laughs> he he would just, he just, he just had this office stuff, this office, you know, and said, and, you know, and they come in and he'd just run, run the, uh, the sound through the, through his machine, you know, and, and, and give you an audience. I think <laughs> he shrunk people and put them in the machine. Well, yeah, but that's it was another some kind movie. Of witchcraft. <laughs> that's another movie. <laughs> it's witchcraft. Yeah. It's, I, I just always, have, I always have loved that. You know, well, that was before CD. Yeah. So I had a, actually, my dad had a couple of those old uh, 
vinyls from the 50s right. that had sound effects on both sides oh yeah right right yeah. and so i used when i was a little kid i used to dream about being on the radio and i was using sound effects and i was and playing you, those <laughs> but then when i was actually in the radio in the 90s i actually used these cds that were from like it was recordings from like the 50s and 60s sound effects right <laughs> and i was using these really old sound effects for like my production and stuff that i was doing i was doing commercials and stuff like right. that but it was just yeah it's just it's sad some of the stuff was really bad like you know really old sounding sound of like trains oh, and well, stuff yeah <laughs> i mean a lot of the sound yeah i i ran into a sound effects guy uh that uh uh when i was at a con recently uh and uh i can't think of his i can't think of his name but uh he um he was one of the guys that started in the 80s and the 70s 80s and 90s that started the layering of sound oh yeah uh, oh yeah so sound know, design basically sound, yeah basically that that was as sound design started to like uh become more and more of an art from the 60s and 70s and 80s on up and he was one of the ones that started you know mixing uh that 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 kind of stuff well that's cool uh he uh <laughs> he he was a blast. We, we, we were at this, uh, we were in Arkansas, uh, it, um, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And uh, there was this just really, it has this huge hospital that's a federal, federal uh, this enormous, uh, it looks like a mental institution from the 20s, you know? And uh, it, it's completely closed off and uh, it, we we went over there with him <laughs> and 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 we're looking up at the we're looking up the the facade you know and it's it's got this great gothic look you know it looks like a, like every crazy sanitarium you've ever seen in your life and so he he kind of jumps over this little fence which was which it was like these gates on this road and it, it wasn't really a gate it was just like that bar that goes across and then they lock the bar together and you know it says federal federal uh uh, property do not uh do not uh trespass right and so he goes over it to in, in order to take a picture he walks 20 feet in and these two clowns come up in park ranger outfits you know you know carrying guns and everything and and, and these old boys one of them gets out says, boy i'm telling you you cannot be on federal property and and, and they said so, it was so funny because this guy this guy sounded like every uh um who's the rooster in um leghorn foghorn leghorn, foghorn, leghorn he yeah. sounded he sounded exactly like foghorn leghorn oh and wow. so and so our car is parked down the street and it and he all, all, all of a sudden he comes over the fence he's going boys we got to get out of here <laughs> so so we started to follow him and then this guy this guy was enormous and he was like you people better stop and i'm gonna need to see some id <laughs> no and, and it was like uh we weren't stopping <laughs> he's gonna throw his flashlight at you we went we went down and we got in the we got in the car and, I, and and i'm not kidding i rolled the window down to the car as we were leaving and he's um i'm writing down your license number i'm telling you that you know that this is a federal crime that you're doing and <laughs> and he is writing down i'm writing it down and i i couldn't stop myself i 
I, I stuck my head out the window and I said, anybody ever told you you sound exactly like Foghorn Leghorn? And, <laughs> and we start to drive away. He goes, boy, you do not want to mess with a federal officer. <laughs> I'm a chicken hawk. Man, I, I'm telling you, it was, it was, there were tears streaming down everybody's face in the car as we drove away. But, what was great is I thought to myself, can you imagine what it's like to be on the other side of the, because it's a park ranger service, you know, right? So can you imagine what it's like to like get uh, a phone call from this guy, right? <laughs> in, in, in the offices. I mean, it's gotta be like, oh, oh, hold on, Bob. I see, I see. I, Bob, Bob, we need to put you on. Bob, speaker hold phone. on a minute and put him on speaker so that everybody can gather around and go, oh yeah, it, it's Bob. Bob, we have a situation down here. <laughs> or you save a voicemail. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> play my God, it for everybody. Right? It's got a, it's got a, every time he calls in, it's just got to everybody's just got to go. Oh God. <sighs> well, know? I used to work when I was in advertising. I had this guy that I used to work with. He was a siding guy. He did siding on buildings and and pergolas and like sun rooms and stuff. Right, right, right. And he sounded exactly like. Uh, the guy that on the Soggies, uh, it's like the Soggy cereal. Mountain Boys. The no, the cereal. Uh, oh God, Captain Crunch. Oh, Captain Crunch. <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, this is Jim." <laughs> and the first time he came in to meet with me, I was with my manager, and I looked at her, and she was like, trying not to laugh. <laughs> so, so I started laughing, and he's like, "That's so funny, son." <laughs> I <was just> like, <laughs> And I was like, I'm well, just having a good day. I, I, I have to tell you. But I used to save his voicemails and I'd play it for everybody. <laughs> through, through, through the whole, through the, uh, whole uh, uh, rest of the con, because this was the day before we actually, you know, before the con started, you know, everybody turned, boy, I'm telling you, boy. <laughs> wow. So they didn't you come after you guys. You do not want to mess with a federal officer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, well, you crazy. you made that guy's day. You gave you gave him something to do. You made him feel I know. important. I know. I I just I just saw it as a win win <laughs> situation. Think of all the guys in the office that got to hear him call in. Oh, my right. God. And he felt important because he was reporting something. And yeah, yeah. See, yeah. works out. <laughs> so what were we talking about? <laughs> no, I I'm, I I have no idea. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should move on. Oh, we Wait, were talking what? about. Uh, Oh, the mist. Okay, so the we mist. didn't rate oh, it. Mist. Oh, we didn't rate it. I'm sorry. You know what? I I still love the mist. I mean, I I, I think. I well, think I think the best thing about this movie is it's four, logical. Four point two. I'm I didn't think anybody man. made really stupid decisions except for the lady who went home early. Cause I gotta get my kid. I left her at home alone with the little baby. But anyway, um, I think it's interesting because it's logical right through the end. Even that decision at the end. That was yeah, heartbreaking. It, yeah, it, you just can't and the final it. girl, final girl was destroyed. But anyway, um, I don't yeah. want to give away too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, no, I thought it was great. And actually, if you want to do some extra homework, look up uh, connections between the mist and Walking Dead. <laughs> there's a yeah. there's a ton of connections, which I was totally shocked by. But anyway, I won't get into them. Who but knew? I would give Who this. Knew? You gave us what a four? I'll give it a four point five. I said four point two. So yeah, oh, okay. no, I, I I love this film. I don't think anybody made any like 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 you said. I don't think anybody made any bad decisions. Uh, it harkens back. It to, was realistic. 
It, and, and it does harken back to, <laughs> Realistic. Older, to an older style of, oh, of, totally. of storytelling. And the um, 50s, like, oh, the, the military's doing something, they screwed up, and everybody's... Yeah, so, and, 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 and seriously, the best the, the best of that, the, yeah. you know, the it... It, it, it was subtle me, enough. Does it not totally reek of, like, Rod Serling's writing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, it, yeah. Yeah, there's good stuff, good stuff. 